0: Here we go. Episode 3 of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael. I'm here with JM. JM, how you doing today?
1: Doing good. Nothing new, man. Nothing new? Well,
0: that's strange. Anyway. It's all pain. (laughs) Well, if you're a Mets fan, it's pain.
1: Um, And if you're a Yankee fan at this point.
0: (laughs) I love the overreactions at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. So, we got a lot to get to. We're going to get to some NBA stuff. Some rumors, some injuries, some news. We got the weekend recap in the MLB, and a incredibly bad call last night in the Phillies-Braves game. We have an exciting list for you. We will get to that in a little bit. And a Daniel Jones argument. We've been waiting for this for a while. We've been talking about it for about a month now. So I'm very excited for that.
1: Oh yeah, that should be fun.
0: So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, The NBA, obviously, always things happening. Kind of a, uh, it's almost like a soap opera. Uh,
1: That's how I look at the NBA.
0: That's how I follow it, too. Basically. We watched the Nick game, was that Friday night? Yes. They came back. That was an impressive win. That was an
1: impressive one.
0: Came back from down 14 in the fourth quarter to beat the Grizzlies at home.
1: RJ's been playing really well lately. And, um, well, he's been playing well the whole year. But he's kind of showing his uh, clutch gene. Yes, Sunday night. He had um, a clutch bucket, too. So, back-to-back games where he's, he's coming up big.
0: Right. They beat the Raptors by six last night, yeah. correct? So, that's a
1: nice win little meeting. sketchy. They were winning by like 15 at a half time. They, they got close at the end, but they yeah. still prevailed.
0: Was Did I hear this right on the radio today? That there was like a, a rain delay? There was some type of leakage. Seriously? In Madison I Square Garden from all the that. rain in New York yesterday.
1: But the Mets still started their game. The, oh, yeah. But the
0: Mets started their game. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um. So yeah, Tom Thibodeau was like, I felt like we were playing a baseball game because they had to start the game late for a rain delay. Can't believe that. And on Saturday night, the big game on ABC, you had the Nets and the Lakers, and again, both teams banged up. Kyrie got ejected, and I think it was the third quarter. Yeah, but
1: I think that's why he's he's out for yeah. He's upset. He's (laughs) still crying about it.
0: Um. So. The Nets at, the Nets got killed.
1: Yeah, they did. And
0: they had Durant playing. Mm-hmm. Kyrie played most of the game, but still they the Lakers kinda showed like, listen, we're without A D and LeBron, but yeah. we're still gonna make noise. We're not gonna be an easy out mm-hmm. in the finals.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually like the the Lakers are doing well, uh, for for what they have right now. Um but I was—I heard this yesterday that a lot of people are just saying the Nets are just gonna like march through the East, and like I kind of disagree with that. Like they're definitely a stacked team. Like you see it on paper. Like is Dinwiddie coming back? Is he gonna be back for the playoffs? Most
0: likely not.
1: Okay, so that maybe would change it a little bit. I mean, you know, he's a great player, but he's not the top three player on that team. Um, but like you know, Sixers are still very good. The the Bucks are still can play with anybody i wouldn't who am i forgetting
0: um the I'm, heat I'm there's, well there's the like heater. top three and then it's a lot of yeah confusion yeah. the hornets yeah. are up there
1: but obviously they're not yeah gonna... well the raptors fell off there's a lot of you know but the, the celtics are trying the to celtics get back fell off i think um i think they're not just gonna march through the i mean maybe they'll march through the first two rounds who would give them trouble though like which team? I think would, the Sixers have have the best threat. But they
0: them. but they've handled the Sixers w- with a depleted okay. roster too.
1: Let's see what happens over a seven game se- uh seven game series though.
0: I disagree with I think they're going to walk through the East. I think they'll lose a hand not even a handful of games. They might win, they might lose a couple of games like two games maybe. Really? But the Lakers and I was kind of on the side of I think the Nets are going to beat the Lakers. I don't know because the Lakers can do something that the Nets can They can bang, bang them up inside. Right. They can get physical and beat them that way. And they're a deeper team, too. The, the Lakers are an incredibly deep team. Right. And they just brought in Andre Drummond, who the Nets, I'm guessing they wanted him.
1: Yeah, probably. They want everybody.
0: So, that's, that's difficult. And the Nets can't do that. The Nets, you know, they like to shoot the three. They like to dribble a little bit, you know. Mm. So, they are not going to be able to handle the um, presence inside that the Lakers have. I was listening to somebody this morning. They said, I'm not rooting for the—it was Boomer Esiason. He said, I'm not rooting for, you know, I'm rooting for the Knicks, but if the Knicks are, are out, I'm rooting for the Jets. And he said the Jazz because he kind of feels like some of these guys could come back, but they're not because of the regular season. right? And he thinks that if the Lakers and the Nets walk to a finals appearance, it's really going to show how the regular season means absolutely yeah. nothing.
1: Well, we've kind of seen that in the NBA over the past couple of years. Um, I don't know. The West is just – I can't tell if it's a bunch of, like, pretenders. Like, to me, the Clippers are pretenders. Like, I, I, Really? I, yeah, I'm just not a big Clippers guy. Once again, saw Bleacher Report power rankings, what, two hours ago, and it was NBA this time. Oh, they good. had the Clippers as the best team in the NBA. Well, they've been hot of late. Yeah, but they had really them, they had them ranked seventh the week before. And then put them first Which shows how frugal they are Like it's, you know They just go with the flow And oh, these guys are doing better this week So let's put them number one um, The Jazz, I think the Jazz are the Lakers' biggest threat actually Believe it or not I mean, you got like the Nuggets And the Clippers and the Suns And all those teams But I still think a lot of people view the Lakers As the team to beat in the West You know, people know they have injuries That's why their record doesn't show uh, how good their team is but I actually think the Jazz, just because they're so they're such a great team, like all around. Like they're such a great defensive team and they can score. They have shooters. Obviously we know how good Donovan Mitchell is. I think they're the Lakers biggest threat in the list.
0: And they're they're deep too, like them. Yeah. So that can go that bodes well for them. Yes. I don't agree with you with the Clippers. Really? I don't like the trade they made. Like I don't like the we talked about yeah. that. I don't like the well, Williams trade.
1: Rondo for some reason, I don't know. He's like he turns into a completely different player when the playoffs come around. So I guess that's what they're banking on. Um, but after what I saw from the Clippers last year, I was like, you know, they didn't really. They lost Montrezl Harrell. I mean, they 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 made up for their losses, but I I still think they're like a pretender. I don't know. I don't trust Paul George in a seven year. I don't series. trust
0: Paul George either, and I was. I was thinking about this. Do you remember when Kawhi... The rumors about Kawhi, he was going he was going to the Lakers. And then yeah. he was like, oh, no, I'm going to the Clippers.
1: Yeah.
0: Remember when people like actually thought that the Clippers would be... I don't even want to say better. But they said... Like, that was the thought. Yeah. They were going to be the better team. They're not even the better team. Yeah. But they would be like the story.
1: They would even be able to keep up news-wise. I, they disappeared. On paper, I think they were the best. Ba- I, I actually thought they were the better. Ba- I think... Before last season, before the Lakers won, going into that season, I'm pretty sure I like picked the Clippers yeah, to win it all because I did too. They head to head with the Lakers, their starting lineup was like very close and then their bench was like so much better. Like their bench was loaded. Like they had yeah. Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell and other guys on their bench.
0: Yep. It's it's kinda crazy, like nobody nobody talks about them.
1: Like wow. now they're they getting hot. Yeah. But they've Kawhi, kinda isn't that guy. They, he's just not yeah. that guy. Because what happened was they were... So many guys were... They overrated them so much that now they're underrated. Kind of one of those things. So yeah. what happened was Kawhi came from the Raptors after winning the championship. And Paul George and everybody. And they thought they were going to be really good. And they fell short. And they were like, oh, maybe Kawhi isn't the LeBron type guy we thought he was. Like, he's still a great player. But who knows if he can carry a team like that again. To where now... People are like counting them out so much after jumping on the bandwagon that they're becoming underrated. So I un- I understand that how they're underrated now, but I still think they're pretenders. I don't th- I don't think they're uh, the Lakers' biggest threat.
0: It makes sense. I, I I see what you're saying. I still I think in a seven game series, I th- I think I would take the Clippers over the Jazz.
1: Really. But I don't know if it's gonna match up that way because who who beat them? The Nuggets beat them last year. The Nuggets the beat them. They came
0: back and the Jazz 3-1. lost
1: to also the Nuggets. Yes. Right? The, okay. the
0: Nuggets had like yeah, it was the they Nuggets. They went to the
1: they went to the fi- the conference finals. The yeah,
0: they had like that. Cr- they came back from three one twice. Yeah. Right, that's what it was. And
1: the, the Clippers had a hard time with the Mavericks.
0: Yes, but I thought the Mavericks were gonna beat them actually.
1: Yeah. But. Wow, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, listen when I say. You know, if I had a bet, yeah, I would pick the Nets and the Lakers are going to play each other in the finals. Right. Um, I'm not saying you know that that's not going to happen and blah blah blah, but I think people like writing off all these teams and saying the Nets are just going to walk to the finals is like I think it's a little disrespectful to the other teams,
0: like the Bucks or the 76ers. Yeah. that's really that's really it. Listen, though. they that's it in the they Eastern haven't. Conference. They
1: I understand that it's a star driven league and everything. But let's not forget that this is their first time around with, like, all with each other, playing, you know, you know, trying to go to a, a championship. It might, it might, they might go through some growing pains in the playoffs. I well, know they yeah, play together in the regular with, season, but
0: there might be a, because the season, what are they playing? They're playing 72 games, right? Yeah,
1: and how many games have they actually, all three of them, so played they've together?
0: They've only played in eight altogether. Yeah. Or so seven. Yeah, I think they're six and one or seven and one in those games. Also, so,
1: health health can be an issue. Health you know? they, Could they be could... an issue,
0: but I think there are some injuries that like Durant, like Durant would have been back a week later yeah. or two weeks later,
1: earlier. I'm sorry, what if, if it was the playoffs? What if Kyrie gets like his feelings hurt before That's a playoff crazy. series starts? Then he might he might say, you know, I'm gonna sit this one out.
0: That's crazy. Again, how they let him. They let him get away with so much, and, and, and he really just thinks, okay, you know what? I don't feel
1: like playing. Today. I mean, I like how that. many games has he missed due to personal reasons? He missed a week. I listen. Was... I, I I know he has like uh, behavioral issues. Like I, I think he has like anxiety stuff and all that. But like, dude, you're a professional player. Like it, this is your job. You you you're need. You're an to, adult. You, yeah, exactly. You're an adult. Like people, everybody has problems, and like you need to step up and get over do this. Your job. Oh, like sorry, we feel so bad for you. You're making forty million dollars a year, and you're a superstar in the NBA. Like, come on. <laughs> I,
0: like, I
1: understand we all have our, uh, our our things going on. Everybody's battling stuff, but you pe- gotta show people up. People go to
0: work. People yeah. do what they have to do. And Kyrie just says, "You know what, Steve Nash? I'm not gonna play today." They walk all over yeah. Steve Nash.
1: So he makes the organization look like a clown show yes. because he's the one acting like an idiot.
0: Well, it's, it looks like a clown show for many reasons, but that being yeah. the main one.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I don't know. I like I'm looking
1: at the Eastern Conference right now.
0: Atlanta's the four seed. Then you got Miami. Then you got Charlotte. Then you got Boston. And then you got the Knicks. I think Boston well, four got down.
1: Four down is like a it's crazy e- though
0: because the pick East and choose the East was never as good. Like obviously as the West, but nah. like last year, the year before, it was deeper. Yeah, it had more teams.
1: Especially I think like next year it's going to be a lot because you have a lot of teams that are, like, coming up, like the Knicks and the Hawks and some people like that. that can I don't add, trust them right add now. Add a couple no. more. No, but right now, no. Like, even the Hornets, if they had LaMelo. This, like. this was what my – about the Knicks. Like, I was watching the game last night and I was like, you know, I really wish this team got a shooter because I was like, they have the – they literally are the best defensive team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But I was like – I understand where the Knicks were coming from, like, even if they did get a shooter like they traded for a Bradley Beal or a Zach Levine, like, they're not winning the NBA Finals this year, so, you know, let's hold off, just keep having a nice season, build in chemistry with all these players, make it an attractive destination, and let's see if Jay Williams was right, if this offseason a star player... But she was throwing around like Devin Booker, which I don't know if he wants if Devin Booker would want to leave now that the Suns are actually I'm, good. Yeah, I
0: was about to say that I'm looking at the East the Western Conference yeah. and they're the two C they're thirty seven and Yeah, 15, they're very good. And I'm sure Booker loves yeah. playing with Chris Paul because who doesn't? But he's am phenomenal. I'm Chris not
1: Paul. mad yeah. I'm not mad at what the Knicks are doing though. You know, they're making an attractive destination for free agents and for trade people to demand a trade and that's what we wanted. You know, Knicks fans have all these dreams we wanted Kyrie and KD, we wanted LeBron. Like, I don't. Giannis Giannis signed an extension, right? He's yeah. not going to be a free agent anymore. Um, but yeah, they're 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 in a good spot to get someone pretty good. Maybe our expectations of getting a superstar are actually somewhat realistic now. They're building.
0: They're building a culture, which is good. The yeah. front office is completely different. It's not the same front office. Leon Rose, Worldwide West, mm-hmm. and. Wait, who is that? Scott Perry still there, right? Is that is it Scott Perry or the other guy that's still there? Mills, is uh, Steve fired. Mills
1: is gone, I think. I so don't know. Perry, I is don't it, remember if Scott Perry's still there or
0: not. I'm almost positive Perry's there, but he's not running anything. Like it's yeah, all Leon it's, Rose, it's yeah. all Worldwide West, which is good. And then you have a actual respected head yes. coach building a solid foundation, like right. you said.
1: Scott Perry is still the acting GM. Yeah, but I mean, but look, he's, he's yeah, not doing it. It's anything. a title. He he. I mean, obviously he has an input, but he, it's not his show.
0: It's Leon Rhodes, and that's it. And hopefully, is in Kawhi. can opt out of his contract. Yeah, this year. well,
1: that would be insane. And
0: I would have traded for Bradley Beal. That's the only move I would have made if it I don't was. Know. If it was reasonable, I would have done it, but. Like you said, I think building this team, building with the guys is also... And you keep
1: letting your players develop. Because then you're taking shots away from RJ and Julius Randle. Who Julius Randle is like, what is he, 26 years old? Like, he's still got plenty to go. Is Beal a free agent? Bradley Beal, I do not think he's a free agent. I I honestly haven't looked at the NBA free agents for this next season yet.
0: Because that would be nice. A a combo of like Beal and Kawhi. Like, that would be very nice. That would be like a
1: pipe dream. That's yeah. a pipe
0: dream right there. But that would be really, yeah. really nice. Looked up Bradley Beal on Sports Track, and I typed in Beal and Sam Beal from the Giants. Oh, yeah, that they nice. Drafted. Yeah, maybe no, the Knicks, Knicks should go. make a yeah. run of him. I think, uh, I think he's a free agent.
1: He's going to get a big contract, then. He's going to get a max contract. And I know he wants to get the hell out of Washington.
0: That franchise su- he is
1: like in shambles right now. Are you surprised that he didn't demand a trade? Yes. Right, uh, the Knicks actually, I believe they played the Wizards like the day after the NBA trade deadline, and I remember, or maybe it was even the day of. And I remember Bradley Beal was just like running up and down the court, and I was like, "This guy's definitely like he wants to kill himself he's, right now." Like he's actually
0: not a free agent. I'm sorry, he's a free agent 2023 because he's on an extension. Oh, okay. So he's getting he's
1: gonna get traded though. I w- he'll probably get traded this all season.
0: I I hope so for him. He's gonna get 34 million this this coming next year, yeah. 2021 2022 the year after 37 so he's like crazy. he's like
1: Anthony Davis the same thing like he's still yeah, on contract he, in a terrible situation and he's gonna probably demand a trip
0: but surprisingly he's not acting like Anthony Davis well
1: Anthony Davis was like didn't he refuse to play
0: yeah well I mean they were kind of like not playing him in the fourth quarter and right. then he said well then don't play me." yeah anymore. exactly so it kind of made sense for him, because they do. didn't
1: want to, you know, have damaged goods to trade. They wanted to keep him healthy to get the best package for him.
0: They got a nice haul for him. The trade, surprisingly, that trade worked out. for Brandon Ingram teams. is a great player. He's a great player. Lonzo, whether he signs or they trade him or whatever,
1: yeah,
0: he's been good for them. And yeah. so was Josh. Was Josh Hart right? I'm saying that yeah. name right? Mm-hmm. Josh Hart. I remember Josh Hart on the Lakers? Anyway, so enough basketball, right? Let's get to some baseball this week from the weekend. This game last night, the Phillies Braves game. If you're not aware, it was the top of the ninth. Will Smith was in. There was a runner on third. Alex Bohm one out, and Didi Gregorius hit a shallow fly ball, yeah, kind of toward the deep. foul line, to Marcelo Zuna, who has a who has a nice he arm. He's right? a good arm. Um, they sent Alex Bohm, tagged him up. Ball comes in on a two hops. Yeah. Travis Darno catches it. Not
1: a great throw online though.
0: Not a not a great throw. Goes to try and tag him. He tags him. But the foot kind of... the foot kind live,
1: live, it looked like he was safe. Right,
0: because the foot looks like it snuck in yeah. past the tape because yeah.
1: it did. It, to me, what I saw, I thought he slid in and got tagged on his knee or his shin or whatever. But he already had touched on plate. Then obviously, we have, we have these nice resources in baseball <laughs> where we have these things called cameras and slow motion and rewind and all these things. But apparently, those are not put to use because... The, I cannot stand this whole like, oh, there wasn't enough evidence to overturn. Like, what else do you need? Do you need like to so like you need eight K ultra HD zoomed in all the way, and you can't have any dirt pebbles in the way to see that he didn't touch. Like, it was so obvious.
0: That he yeah, it was I know.
1: so obvious. I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: propose this. This might be a hot take to some. I would completely get rid of replaying baseball. I can't stand it. I cannot stand replaying baseball. You might call me, you know, an old school type fan, but no. I can't stand it. Because, Jim, last week, Michael Conforto gets hit on the arm, right? Now, we all knew it was going to be a strike or close to it, and he leaned in and he should have been out, Mm -hmm. right? So they go to review it just to see if it actually hit him. Yeah. And they saw it hit him. Yeah. But they couldn't overturn there because it was a judgment call. They couldn't overturn that call. Yeah, well, the the way we use it is so stupid. And then you have another situation like last night where he's clearly out. He clearly didn't touch the plate. So if we're not going to use it right, then why have it in the first place?
1: Because it's better than nothing. Why? Why would you think about how many calls got?
0: That's worse. What? That is what worse. What you mean? When you have situations where you know what the right answer is, and you have the replay, and you have the resources, like you just said, and yet you still get the That's call right. That's not what I'm
1: talking about, though. But how many times have we seen guys make terrible calls, and it gets overturned because of the replay, and it takes two seconds because they're like, "Oh, that was obvious." Like when Angel Hernandez blew four calls in the ALDS the Yankees Red Sox.
0: Baseball is different though than a sport like football, where you where you need replay. I, I never liked the replay in, in baseball. I just why? don't. Why?
1: I don't understand. Like, it's such a nice tool to have, and, and it, it corrects human error. Like, I mean, I, I don't... I think they need to improve the way they use it. And I don't understand. The thing I can't stand is, why does it have to be there wasn't enough evidence to overturn the call? Well, like, that's like, that's like, if like I'm, in football, If though, I'm too. looking... Yeah, in, in any replay situation... If I'm looking at it, I the way I think about it is it's a clean slate. I'm seeing this play for the first time with no prior calls or judgment or whatever. Let me just see with my own eyes what happened. Last night, if you see that, you'd say, it's more. even if it wasn't super clear, you're like, it's more likely he was out than he was safe. Because you clearly saw his foot kicked out and missed home plate. So why is it that, oh, but I don't know, it's not the clearest evidence we have. Let's just stick with the original call, which is obviously the wrong call. Like well, like why do you like just call it how you see it? Don't worry about what the umpire said. You're a different umpire crew in New York exactly, or wherever that replay center why, is.
0: That's why it should be more accurate though. Yeah, like, but like you if should get
1: rid of it. If you're
0: asking if you're asking the original umpire to to look at like you do in the NFL where the ref goes into the, you know, whatever, yeah. the tent and he looks at the play again. It's different because you go to Chelsea, New York, and the other umpire and crews are looking at this call. How can you get it wrong? It should be perfect every time, and it's not, and that's the problem.
1: But I think it's, like I said, it's like... And it it's takes not too com- long. It's not complete- it does take too long, but it's not completely eliminating human error, but it's minimizing it because what do you do? The human error part is a guy, you know... Uh, Armando Galarraga lost a perfect game because of the Jim Joyce is an idiot and called the guy safe. If we had replay right now, it would eliminate that human error and see, oh wait, he was clearly out and Armando Galarraga would have a perfect game right now.
0: But then like, Johan Santana wouldn't have his. Oh
1: my god, yeah. well, what's,
0: That's terrible. See, okay. it, it worked out It worked out in the end. Who hit
1: that? Was that Beltran? It was, or Beltran. It was Beltran. Yeah, yeah that that was, Beltran was on the finals. Reason. I still remember that in my head seeing that ball clearly just... Hit the chalk, and I was like, "Wow!"
0: That's why I, after the Padres, Joe Musgrove threw the no hitter on Friday night. I saw a bunch of the Mets Twitter going off.
1: Oh, the Mets are the only team without a no hitter. Like, come on. So, do you do you actually think they should get rid of replay? I don't. I never liked it. Okay, so let's say in some fairyland, your Mets are in the World Series, right? And it's they're it's Game Seven. They're they're up at the plate. Base is loaded, bottom of the ninth, you know, down by one. Typical, like, baseball, you know, dream scenario. Uh, Lindor hits a ground ball, a shortstop, runs to first. Clearly, he's safe. Like, you know, it's a bang-bang play, but he's, if you look at the replay, safe. Umpire calls him out, Mets lose the World Series. But, oh, we got rid of replay. So, now, you know, uh, whoever you're playing, let's say it's the Yankees. The Yankees have a World Series. Me, as a Yankee fan, I'm like, Yeah, like we won the World Series. Maybe we shouldn't have because he was kind of safe, but whatever. Like that's good for us. And then you know, Mets fans are complaining for 30 years how the guy, you know, he was out at first and uh, he was actually safe. And yet with replay, and and we couldn't challenge
0: it. And with replay, we're still dealing with issues where we know he was safe or we know he was out.
1: Less issues than usual.
0: I would just, I didn't like it from the beginning because baseball's just baseball's so bang bang. Plays are so. It's quick. It's like
1: that. Like it just happens. I think if anything that makes my point, it's bang bang. So you really need to have an in depth look at it and look at things over again. I mean, I don't. You're complaining about that the the Mets game, which I know it benefited benefited you, but the whole hit by pitch thing with Conforto. You can't make strikes. I I understand where the MLBs come from. You can't make strikes and balls arguable because how many times do we have replay reviews where you're like. Oh, it's a two-two count. They struck him out, but we think it's a ball challenge. And how many I, times a game? Does and it I happen?
0: agree. And I agree with you. Of course, you can't you can't review balls and strikes, but if you can't review everything and you can't overturn things the right way, well, just get rid of it. There's no point in it. Like it's just it's mind-boggling. It should be per- jam.
1: Those it should be perfect. Boggling.
0: It should be perfect every time.
1: But it can't every be perfect. Per- yeah, you Something's have replay. Perfect. You have replay. It should be perfect. But something, like you said, some things are so close to call and Maybe you don't have the right camera angle every time. Oh, that, so now there's something wrong so with let, the replay. So basically, That's supposed so to what, be you're perfect. Saying, what you're saying is, let's have screw the replay. Let's just have to save a little time. Let's have Spike. Two more bad calls a game and just deal with it. Because I don't wanna watch a replay and maybe the guys in New York, one out of every ten times, are gonna get it wrong.
0: Yes, I would rather okay. I would Perfect. rather no replay That's as, as imperfect until, as like it is. Until like I
1: said, until it hurts your team as and in- you're like, oh, I wish we had. How, a it has hurt
0: my team already. Like, like and it's also helped my team. I still don't want
1: it. Why not? Like, it it's it, you know what it does? It provides less randomness, which is good because you can't just be like Oh, whatever umpire we have today is, you know, maybe we'll get these calls and maybe we'll get those calls. Like, oh, Angel Hernandez is the first base umpire today. Maybe we'll get three calls where we're safe and not out. But guess what? Angel Hernandez, who shouldn't have a job, but Angel Hernandez is going to get caught by the replay people and they'll actually get the calls right. Like, well, oh yeah, let's, let's just get calls wrong, but to, uh, it, it'll be better for the game because baseball is won't an, be replays.
0: Baseball is an imperfect game if you... Fail seven out of ten times, you're a great baseball player at the plate. Okay,
1: yeah. It's an imperfect game. Just, you know. But what? Thing, things you can not, that are not imperfect, and you can make somewhat. But, close it's, to not perfect, perfect. It's, but it's not perfect. It's closer to
0: perfect? But it's not. And when you have these tools and these resources, it should be. There's no reason. For them to get so a what call? do you want them to do?
1: You want them to get like a drone to fly around the field and have every single camera angle possible so you can...
0: You don't need every single camera angle. To... What oh, other gosh. camera angle did you need last night to see that Alex Bomb's foot did not touch yeah, the they plate? Yeah,
1: they, they slipped up just like... But they slip up a lot! But guess what? <laughs> what would have Maybe last night, if we didn't have replay, the same thing would have happened. He called the guy safe or, or out. He made the wrong call and we'd be talking about it. Oh, do we need replay in baseball? These umpires are getting all these calls wrong. It's a completely different game if you miss that call. Obviously,
0: now that it's here, it's it, like this is just my opinion. It's not going away. No, it's not no, going I would have just never it brought shouldn't it. going away. I would have never brought it in the first place because then we wouldn't be dealing with that. It would have just been how we always dealt with bad calls in the past where, oh, okay, the umpire the umpire got it wrong. Would we show the replay okay, on TV? But CB, it's not
1: it's not like, oh, the umpire got it wrong. What are you going to do? It's like, this is that umpire sucks. But that's how he played why, for 140 why, years. Why can I see on TV when they show the replay that, oh, this guy was safe. But we can't do anything about it now because we don't have replay.
0: Well. Because, like,
1: like, let's just act like it's the 1940s. They played like it for 140 years. Oh, okay. People will get over yeah. it. Let, let's go back to guys are throwing, you know. Five hundred innings, and, and I wish
0: we could. Uh, I really do.
1: I wish everybody's throwing eighty-four miles an hour and hundred and fifty pitches a people night. People hit eight home runs a year. Yeah, let's go back to the nineteen twenties. Aaron please.
0: Judge has a little sore in his leg. Well, let's sit him for two games. You know, yeah, Jacob DeGrom had too many ups. Let's take him out after six ups. He had eight ups the other day, I guess, or maybe oh, yeah, he limited them. Too many. So he he was able to go eight innings. So let's actually get to that because. That was a disgusting loss by the Mets on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it really helped our fantasy team too. Uh, Let's not go
0: there. Thanks for the loss. And Will Smith, you know, because of replay
1: yesterday. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So because of replay, got it wrong. If we, they still got it wrong. (laughs) They still got it wrong. It does matter. They still got the The next nine times. I'll get it right though. Okay. I I hope so. If if Joe Schmo wasn't in the replay booth that day, and someone else was who actually had a brain and could make that call. (laughs) Then we don't have a loss and we win another category in our fantasy game. Okay? We, we don't know that. And and, and Ronald Acuna hits a walk off home run last night or somebody. Freddie Let, Freeman, my boy. That would have been great. It's an absolute ding dong, and the Braves are, are singing home with a uh, series sweep of the Phillies.
0: That that I wish I wish that happened, but unfortunately, replay failed again. So oh, again, yeah. Degrom goes eight innings, fourteen strikeouts, one run, five hits, and gets the loss.
1: Jazz Chisholm took him deep.
0: Jazz Chisholm kind of feels like the type of guy that's going to be a Met killer for yeah. like five years like or something. Adam- yeah,
1: there's, always the, there's always the same thing. Willie yeah. Adamas and and uh, Danny Jansen and all these <laughs> random guys. James Loney was a big guy really? when he was on the race. James Loney, James former Lone. Met. Yep, nice guy, too. I met him. Yeah, that's, Isn't that's nice, guy? nice.
0: So, yeah, so Chisholm. I mean, that
1: was just disgraceful, though, that, that Met game. Well, that, was, that was bad.
0: They have opportunities, you know. Like, all right, they didn't have many hits mm-hmm. on Saturday, but if you go back to the first four games, they only played five games, yeah. in, and they're going to get rained out tonight. Mm-hmm. So, they had men on base. Like the first inning, Nimmo leads off with a double. nimmo has been phenomenal. Right. Nimo is better than Springer. Um, <laughs> nimmo leads <laughs> off with a double. All I know was it was oh lindori either walked or single. So I think he walks. So it was first and third, nobody out. When Dort tries to steal second, thrown out. Conforto strikes out. Now there's two outs. Lonzo's up. He goes out. They had opportunities all game. Degrom had one of the three hits. Oh, dude,
1: I'll do it myself. (laughs) No,
0: really, it's it's unbelievable how they're what is it? They're 36 and 42 in his last 70 starts. So this is going back to 2018. This guy is literally
1: one of has one of the best primes we've seen out of a pitcher in history, like sandy koufax type you know primes like he is unbelievable and they 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 continue to i mean i know we don't have the the same value in wins and losses that we may might have had 20 years ago but it's still a stat that's kept and and the even if you don't want to talk about the stat just for the guy's sake he's on this team pitching his heart out and dominating every game and he wins less than half of his starts he,
0: since 2018, okay, so I'm going to, I'm adding 2020 and I'm adding 2021 into it. Okay. Guess how many wins he has. So this is since his dominant what did he, run what, in 2018.
1: His, Cy, his first Cy Young year, what did he win, like nine games or something? Ten. Ten games. What was he, ten and eleven? He's ten and nine. Ten and nine. Okay. Um, I'm going to say he has, what's all, okay, so we're talking two full seasons, pandemic season, and now. Yes. So he hasn't won a game this year, so yes. just basically three yes. two and a half seasons. Um twenty one.
0: Close, twenty-five wins. He had eleven in his second Cy Young season, and then he had four in the pandemic season. Right. Unbelievable.
1: What was his what was his record last year?
0: His record in twenty twenty was four and two.
1: And how many games did he start?
0: He started twelve games. And what was his ERA? Two, three,
1: eight. What was he? What was he had like a one seventy ERA? Which year was that? That was twenty eighteen, and and he won ten. He went ten and nine. And he went ten and nine. Do you remember <laughs> the trade rumors about him in twenty yes. yeah. eighteen? The Yankees too. They were saying they should trade Glaber for Degrom and be, all that. Because, which honestly, looking back, I'd probably do that. Like I still think <laughs> Glaber is gonna be great, but it's freaking Jacob
0: Degrom. In twenty eighteen, Brody Van Wagenen was his agent, so he was at the oh, All Star right. game, and there was this rumor the Mets hadn't spoke about a contract extension. So Brody said, talk to us about an extension or trade him. Yeah. That was Brody. wasn't Jake talking. It mm-hmm. was Brody. So they went the whole season, nothing. He won the Cy Young. And then a couple of, it was literally a day before the 2019 season started, they agreed on their extension. Right. Brody was the GM. Yeah. Brody did the, Brody
1: the negotiated, negotiated yeah. with himself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Basically, Brody negotiated with himself. He
1: picked up a new agent though, right, DeGrom? or Brody was still his agent. No, he had to pick up a new agent, yeah, of course. Cuz he Brody had like But Brody knew everything. He's like, "Listen, we had these conversations with each other. I'm right. not an idiot. Like I know what your value is." And and that was actually a good contract for them. It's it's steel. Yeah. But it's he's probably going to opt steel. out of it this year, right? It's
0: next year he can opt next out. Of year it. He yeah, can he'll, out it. he'll he'll All opt out, out of it. If they I mean they talked about an extension, it was like just, you know, yeah. quick talk, so I wouldn't be surprised if they extended it. They probably will. After this year. Uncle
1: Stevie will uh
0: Come up with some money. I was comparing DeGrom's season to 2018, when he won his first Cy Young, to Kershaw's MVP season. Mm-hmm. What he won it in, what year is this, 2014?
1: He won the MVP that year, too, Kershaw.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what I said, his oh. MVP year. Yeah, sorry. DeGrom is better than Kershaw on everything, except wins, obviously. Uh-huh. And I think whip, that was it. DeGrom yeah. hasn't beaten everything else. Wow. So it just shows how dominant this guy has been. So the Yankees, nice win yesterday. Yeah, finally salvage the weekend the, a avoid little bit the there. Sweep. Yeah, they needed I mean, that one.
1: Listen, I'm not gonna go, you know, crazy here and and rip them apart. Um, we we the Yankees have done this 2018. They did it 2019. They were under. They were five and eight in 2019, and they were six and seven in 2018 through 13 games. So they, and they won hundred games both those years. So, you know, they're, they're usually slow starters. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be, I'm just going to be like, Oh, everything's okay. Like I, I, I think I still have a right to complain about what I'm watching right now because it's pretty bad. I'm, I'm starting to get Michael Kay said it today and I agree with him starting to get a little concerned about their defense. Yeah. I was about to say that. Um, there's already a uh, little murmurs about moving or to shortstop because he, he's been a shortstop in his career and we know he's a great defensive third baseman. So, moving at to shortstop, putting DJ at third and Glaver back at second.
0: DJ still second baseman. I
1: don't want to have to do that. Yeah. Um, DJ's a good defender wherever you put him, first, second, or third. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I don't want to have to do that. And then Aaron Hicks. This guy is like, <laughs> oh, my God. He's on my hate list right now. He cannot hit for... Not like not this guy cannot hit right now at all. Yep. Which by the way, yesterday Aaron Judge is up with runners on second and third. This was either was it Sunday or Saturday one of the games. Second and third, and uh, there's nobody out. Aaron Hicks comes up because they walk Judge on five pitches. They don't give him anything tempting to hit because he has Aaron Hicks yeah. protecting him, which we've already talked about how stupid this is. Um, Aaron Hicks comes up, swings at the first pitch. Double play, run score, but was, now there's two outs, and the Yankees score one run. Yep.
0: Yeah, it was I think that was yesterday. Yeah,
1: it was. It was Sunday.
0: Um, like, oh did gosh, he bat third? Sunday. Oh, yeah, so he batted third. He batted third yesterday. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to check. I really want the lineup to come out. I want to uh, see yeah, if he's back third out today. Pretty
1: soon. How does he continue to to do? I don't that? know. Oh, and what I was gonna complain about because I was talking about defense. His de- he's usually a like he's not a Kevin Kiermeyer defender. He's a very good arm. But in terms of like his every, you know, the range. whole combo range and everything like that, he's not the fastest center fielder. But there's been two or three times this year where I'm watching the game and he's like jogging for the ball when there's like a guy coming from first trying to score from on a double. And I'm like, what is he? Yesterday he got a rocket hit to him from Manuel Margot. He could have got it if he really hustled. He was doing like a little like sprint jog. Like he wasn't sprinting to the ball. Goes, he sticks his glove up, goes right over his glove, bounces off the wall, double, then Randy Rosarena comes up, hits a two-run home run. So, like, it doesn't even look like he's, like, trying out there. I, I mean, what are you doing? See, overreactions
0: like this, like, I wouldn't even consider this an overreaction. Like, if you want to, you know, complain about the Yankees' inability to hit these, the first ten games of the year, whatever it is, that's an overreaction. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. But if you do want to complain about the defense and you want to and complain about Hicks,
1: like, what do you, that's
0: completely fine. I was on Twitter, and I'm on Mets Twitter, obviously. I'm a Mets man. fan. And there was this girl. She, she tweets out, the people booing Michael Conforto have to be ashamed of themselves. It's five games into the season. Lady, if I go to the Mets game and pay money to watch the team play and right. he's not performing, I have every right to do whatever the hell I right. want. Besides be, you know, obviously inappropriate. Yeah. If I want to boo him, if I want to cheer him, I have every right to do it. Yeah, Like, it's okay as a fan. A fan is short for a fanatic. You're going to be crazy. You're going to overreact about things. But things like that, things like not hustling in so, center field, right. Something absolutely. like that,
1: I'm not going to give you a hard time about booing him. Like, we're seven or a week into the season now. Like, he hasn't been hitting. The thing I can't stand is why John Carl I think we talked about this already, gets booed on opening day. For striking out yeah. three times after he carries us through the playoffs. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Like, that's ridiculous. And it's the first game of the year. Um, yeah, which I do, we, we still don't understand why these Yankee fans have this, like, personal vendetta over, uh, on John Carlson. But But, um, yeah, like I said, the Yankees, the, the defense concerns me. The bullpen's been doing very well really so well. far. Um, Chapman looks, like, better than ever right now. He, he's he's throwing the splitter more that he learned now. So, he's got, obviously, his fastball, his wipeout slider, and now he's using the splitter more. So, he's got, like, this three-pitch mix going, and he's throwing, you know, 102 like he usually does. He looks, like, untouchable right now.
0: I texted you about Chad Green yesterday. He was oh, he's he's great, two, two and a third innings and
1: 30 yeah. pitches yesterday. Like you said, he's like, our, he's like a weapon. He's, he's a like weapon. Our, our, our weapon. I, 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 Army knife.
0: That's what I said. I want the Mets to use Lugo like that because it's possible he's a starter.
1: this are these are Chapman's I mean listen, he's thrown he's appeared in three games so far, but this is just how nasty he's been so far. His uh guess what his strikeout per nine is? Thirteen.
0: Twenty
1: seven. Holy crap. Three innings, nine strikeouts. <laughs> he's got one hit, no walks. All uh, right, one walk. So yeah, he struck out every out he's recorded as a strikeout. I mean, and usually his strikeout per nine is in this, like the anywhere from like the 15s to the 17s. Um, but yeah, like last year it was 17. Year before that it was actually a little lower. It was 13.4. But yeah, his career strikeout per nine is 14.9. Um, now he's not gonna have a 27 point. He's not gonna have a 27 k per nine the whole year. But like I said, he looks like more nasty than ever, which is a very good sign, obviously.
0: And. You don't even have Britain yet, and yet the bullpen.
1: Britain's yeah. not back yet. And the Justin Wilson's looks, been doing a pretty solid job. He's only pitching a couple of games, but.
0: And the rotation, I mean, Kluber has been, eh.
1: yeah, he didn't pitch very Montgomery's well.
0: Montgomery's been, you know, less. Yesterday was, yeah, eh. the first. Cole was Cole good. Is, Cole's Cole. been the
1: only like, it's and Tyon pitched one game and he pitched well. Um, Domingo Herman, they sent him down, but he's still the five starter because they they have like a bunch of day o- days off, so they're only doing a four man rotation right now. So when they need him, they'll pull him back up. Right, they do the same thing with Michael King, right? Yeah, I don't I don't understand like this guy he he got caught with domestic abuse. I mean, he served his suspension, like he did his time, but there's no stuff for crap like yeah, there's no place for crap like that in baseball. Um, Yankees, Luke Voigt and Britain were very vocal that they weren't just gonna like accept this guy with open arms as their teammate again. Um but I don't get like their why they're they're holding on to Herman, like bring Davy Garcia up. You know I forgot like, about him. Bring they, Davey they Garcia did, they sent him down. Up. Yeah, he's in AAA right now. And he's still very I young. I mean that, that makes a little more sense. Show some promise, but no, let's give it to the the you know, domestic abuser who I also had a bad start.
0: I also feel like Herman Garcia is young, and you obviously want him to be—he's yeah. younger—and you want him to be a part of the future rotation. Yeah. I feel like if you needed to, you can move Herman to the bullpen, and like, yeah, it's a little easier of a transition than if yeah. you had Garcia there. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I guess that does make sense now, thinking about it. Sending him down,
1: yeah.
0: So we will be right back. When we come back, we're going to do. Our list's most exciting players in the four major sports today. The
1: SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at SDpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel,
0: and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. All right, we are back. Now it's time for our list the five most exciting players. Today in the four major sports, so I'm gonna start it off. This now you know I don't love this guy, okay? Like he's not my favorite, even though he's on my team. I put Saquon Barkley at number five. Now, Jesus Christ! I mean, he's he's incredibly. I mean, he's exciting. You watch him and you're like, wow. Like whenever he's 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 on the field, exactly. You know I don't love him. But when he's on the field, he hurdles people, he runs through people, he jukes people out. He's absolutely—he's a freak of nature. He's just got to stay on the field a
1: little bit. Uh, as you can tell, he did not make my list. I didn't even think about him, honestly. My cousin Um,
0: told me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna put him." Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Um, like yeah, he's played one fully healthy season in the NFL. Uh, yeah, it was a great, it was a fun season to watch, but like. Just off the bat, I, I would put Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey on this list before I put Saquon. I
0: wouldn't put McCaffrey. Uh, I could see... I, McCall-
1: McCaffrey's... McCaffrey. McCra- McCaffrey's great. He's not like... Exciting. Yes, he is. This is the best he, player. He hurdles over guys again. like he he's he can play wide receiver. He hurdles Fucking over guys again in the end zone. He's a better receiver than Saquon is. Yes, he's but the best receiving running back in the I'm Lula. not
0: disagreeing, but Saquon's he's a great so, receiving he, back too. You want
1: to talk, talk about Jukes? Christian McCaffrey is like the Juke Master. The guy is unbelievably agile. I
0: wouldn't say McCaffrey's more exciting than Barkley. Obviously, he's better. I wouldn't say he's more exciting. Yeah,
1: I I did not put. Juan okay. Who you got a five? Um, my five is Mike Trout. Listen, we have talked about Mike Trout. He's got like a boring personality. He's Mister. He he likes weather. You know, he's not a big flashy yeah. guy. But he's gonna put his head down, having a thousand OPS every year, rob a couple home runs, and, and you know, like, like he's going to work. Typical. Oh, ba- back on the day job. You know, this is what I do. I'm just gonna hit a 480 foot home run real quick. Um, yeah, he's. He's exciting, man. There's nothing else I, I can't, can say about that. I can't my, disagree with that. So my number four is my second baseball pick. And before I say this one, the le- so the other two baseball players I was thinking of was Fernando Tatis, but I didn't pick him because same thing. He hasn't had a full season yet, and we haven't really gotten to see fully what he can do. Um, And believe it or not, Shohei Otani, like the guy hits bombs and then comes in and throws 101 miles an hour. So I almost put him, but my number four. Uh, we saw him last night. He's been going off lately. Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> uh, guy's gonna steal forty bags. He has a cannon of an arm. my typical five tool plays with a lot of swagger. He's got the chains going. He's got the you know the high side. Like everything you you need in a in a, swag, a swaggy baseball player is Ronald Acuna Jr.
0: Ronald Acuna Jr. is my number four as well. <laughs> um <laughs> He is, I mean, he plays on the team I hate the most, or second most in Major League Baseball, but he's insane. He's a phenomenal player. Did you see, you saw it last night. He hit a, not even like a soft ground ball. He hit a nice ground ball to Didi Gregorius. Gregorius has a nice arm.
1: he got up like one pump and threw. A laser to first base, and Acuna beat it out. out. Yeah, he's like one of the fastest guys in the league. Absolutely insane insanity he's unbelievable and there's the energy he plays with is like incredible
0: so my number three this might shock you i thought you were gonna have him on your list okay juan soto juan soto i am even though again he plays in the nationals can't stand him he's phenomenal not only is he arguably the best hitter in baseball right now he is a very exciting guy to watch. He does that Soto shuffle, which yeah. I cannot stand as a Mets fan, but I mean, it's it's fun, it's cool. He tries, he literally tries to get in the pitcher's head. Yeah. I think it works, and it, <laughs> it does work. Yeah, and again, he's he doesn't wear the chains, but you know, he's a very yeah. he's a young kid, and he's
1: outspoken, and he's just a yeah. big fixture in the game. Yeah, so um, I got Soto at three. Just real quick, I forgot to throw in. Uh, The last baseball player I was thinking of was actually DeGrom. Really? Because I know it's not like flashy. They don't play every day. But there's nothing better than watching a guy throw seven to eight innings and just dominate, have 14 strikeouts like we saw the other day. Couldn't agree with you more I I love what – like I get so excited every time – I'm sure you get the same thing with DeGrom. I get so excited to watch Garrett Cole pitch every time the Yankees are – or, you know, every time he's pitching, um, every it just fifth makes it, it, makes it that much more exciting. Absolutely. My number three this is my first football player on the list. Um, Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks. I still say he's the best quarterback that I've ever seen. Um, he's lost the step in terms of his mobility. He's not 25 anymore. But in terms of throwing, he's not lost anything. The guy can still throw at 65, 70 yards. Flick of the wrist, get in into the tightest window, throw on the run, do whatever you need, throw on big back it, foot. Makes it look easy. Makes it look easy, exactly. Um, my brother's a big Packers fan, so I've been watching the Packers for a while, watching games with him, and he's just he's just so entertaining to watch. I couldn't I couldn't not put him on my list. Um my number two is my second and last football player, plays the same position. I got Patrick Mahomes as my number two. Um, the only reason why I gave it to him over Rodgers is because, like I said, he's like a younger, more mobile version of Rodgers, basically. um, Same thing. He can do anything. He can throw it probably like five yards further than Rodgers can. Um, well, right now, a little bit. Yeah. He's got an absolute cannon. Um, and the same thing. He plays with swagger, the whole the whole thing. He's, he's just a, a joy to watch.
0: Yeah. I mean, I... Don't disagree with you there, yeah. considering he's my number one.
1: Yeah. But my
0: number two, and I, I knew we were gonna have probably the same. Yeah. My number two is Steph Curry. Yeah. So, I think it's oh, listen, you like everybody likes dunking, but and that's exciting and fun. But when this guy pulls up from the half court line, mm-hmm. or like right in front of it, yeah. th- that's the most exciting play in basketball yeah. right now. And um, like it has to be, and he's so, he's the best, and he revolutionized the game. Yeah. And he's the best at it. That's ever.
1: that's what I was just about to say. He's he's my number one. Steph Curry is my number one. Um, the reason why I gave it to him over Mahomes is like in their sport, Mahomes is probably is considered a better player. Mahomes is num like one or two we would say in the NFL right now. Yeah, Curry's like top five. He's not number one. Um, the reason why I gave it to Curry though is what you just said like he literally revolu- like Babe Ruth type revolutionized the game like we weren't seeing guys pull up from 30 feet and, and you know hitting these shots and just th- the way he's just re- like I said revolutionized the game the way a three point shot has come along now in basketball teams are shooting 35 That's threes all a game like literally the, the Rockets are shooting when they had Harden like that year they lost the Warriors they were shooting 35 threes a game like you that was never heard of And I I think it's not all on Steph Curry, but he's He's a big reason. And he's the reason why you see kids who are 10 years old going Curry and pulling up, you know, from 30 feet. Same thing. Um, That's why I had him number one. He's just so exciting to watch. The best shooter I've ever seen in my life. Um, He's the best shooter ever. He is. is. I don't think that. I mean, obviously, I wasn't able to see some of the earlier great shooters like your uh, your Larry Bird's and guys like that. But he's... I, I think that's not a crazy take to say he's the best No, shooter. he's the
0: best he's the best shooter. Yeah. And I think he'll go down as the best yeah. point guard ever. Give it a couple of years. But mm, I still think
1: I don't know about that. What? You think he's gonna pass like magic?
0: Yeah, I, I think he's already passed magic. What? Yeah. I think he's I think Are he's you the crazy? best I think he's the best point guard in Dude, the game. Magic's
1: Wait. like pro like if I made a list, he'd probably be fifth on my list Yeah. Magic. You think he's better than magic already?
0: If he's not in, in a year or two he'll like I said, he will pass oh magic. I'm not he's
1: not I don't think that's a hot I mean, take right, either. He's not... I know they play, They both play point guard, and if you say he's a better player, then he's probably the better point guard. But, like, in terms of the the duties of point guard, Magic's the better, like, floor general. You know, Magic. Magic's, Magic's an 11-assist-a-night guy. Triple-double. Like, he can do everything, Magic. And I, he was a great defender.
0: I can't disagree with I, that, but... That's a little crazy. Curry's thing. position is
1: point guard. Um, Some guys that just missed my list, too, like... I almost put, um, LeBron on my list. Um, you know, he's LeBron, like, he's been around forever. Um, I also was thinking about, like, maybe Giannis, but, I don't know, kind of, he's a freak, he he can just drive and dunk and everything like that, but not as a dynamic player as Steph Curry is, you know, scoring from all levels. And then football, like, some, oh, actually, I actually almost thought about Zion. Believe it or not, I know. I didn't even think. Of I Zion. know he's not there yet, but he's like, he's so much fun to watch. To
0: me, he's must it. watch. Like to me, when the Pelicans are on yeah. TNT,
1: I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna put that game on. The way he dunks and how violent it is and everything, and he's he can also shoot. He he's fun to watch. And then football. Um, I mean, we're not we're not keen. I was just just to throw this in on like hockey yeah, as much as we are in these other sports. Um, I didn't really think about any hockey players. Um. Football though, the only guy I thought about was like Aaron Donald. I was thinking like about Aaron, Aaron Donald. Is unbelievable. And actually, believe it or not, I thought about Tyreek Hill. I could and see And Lamar. That. Lamar was also another one. Of
0: I could see both of those. Yeah. Crazy quick, crazy fast.
1: But I, I think I got my list right. Uh, I, I like my list.
0: I thought about Tatis, but then I kind of like held off because I thought you would have Tatis. Yeah. And I was, and I kind of thought the same thing.
1: Yeah.
0: The guy's made of glass.
1: He, yeah, I know. I I really hope this is just – he's got a bad – I know he's dealt with that shoulder thing his whole career, but I thought he – I hope he's just, you know, catching a bad break recently and this isn't what his career is like because that would be a shame.
0: Definitely agree with you there. So, let's get into this Daniel Jones discussion because we were – we've been talking about it and we were texting about it and I literally said, let's wait. I said – remember I said, I said, don't have the – let's not have the discussion now, let's wait. So I think this is the perfect time. So I am a Giants fan. I believe, I believe Daniel Jones will be the guy for the Giants. I, I believe whether or not he has a Josh Allen type season or whether he just definitely takes the job. The Giants know after this season, okay, we got our guy. And you, obviously...
1: This is I'm looking up Daniel Jones on Baseball Reference right now, wondering why he's not coming up. Um, (laughs) What I don't understand is like, what the hell makes you think that? Like, what is showing you where you're like, oh, he's gonna make that leap this year and he's gonna be the Giants guy? Like, please enlighten me with what you've seen with his 35 to 22 touchdown interception ratio and his 20 fumbles in his career. You know, more more turnovers than touchdowns. What what makes you think that this guy's gonna be the guy?
0: Okay. So I'll tell you what I think. So his first year, he played. He started.
1: My God! Wait, sorry. Twenty-nine fumbles, not twenty. Twenty-nine fumbles. But go ahead. Is it twenty-nine? Yeah, it's twenty-nine fumbles. He fumbled eighteen Let me say, times. I put, I put
0: everything down on Microsoft. Forward.
1: Eighteen times in 2019 and eleven in, in 2020. So he's cutting down on the fumbles. You know. Yeah, it's only, yes. ha- only happening like yes, little so a little less once a game now.
0: Twenty-nine times. Yes. Okay. So I believe in Daniel Jones for a couple. Of Number one, he started 12 games in his first year in 2019. Okay, he had 24 touchdowns, 12 picks, and obviously you just said the fumbles were crazy, right? Daniel Jones did that with not much help. He didn't have a great coach. The offensive system wasn't really, you know, wasn't great. The offensive line was not there, and the, and the weapons. I mean, he had Saquon, and you know, okay, you but saw the, what he the had. weapons
1: were on like poverty. They weren't. Charlie Shepard's like a good like okay. number two, you know. The, I'm he's gonna, a solid guy. I'm going to get into. Darius this. Shepard had a great season that Darius year. Slayton. Darius. Darius. I'm going to get into.
0: I'm going to get into that. Give, give me a minute. So he kind of showed in 2019, like, okay, he's productive. Like he could score touchdowns, right? Like, there's no denying that.
1: Still had more turnovers. Okay.
0: Yes. Turnover turnovers are correctable though. Like those are they? Yeah. Uh, okay. Perfect. Thank you for saying that. Now,
1: am I comparing him to this guy? No. But I swear, like, to God. As if a, you say some stupid name, like if you bring up, who are you going to say right now? Peyton Manning. Oh his, my God! Peyton
0: Manning in his first oh, year up. had 31 oh, total God. turnovers. He had 28 interceptions. You, know, you, know,
1: you know who did too? Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell had a bunch of turnovers. Did he turn into Peyton Manning? No, but I'm just saying, like, this oh is God. just my
0: comparison here that.
1: Don't even mention Daniel Jones and Peyton Manning's name Daniel Jones sentence, had please.
0: less turnovers than than Peyton Manning in his first year, and then they had the same amount in their second year. Okay? The turnaround is obviously possible. And even last season, you saw, in the second half of the season, Jason Garrett and Joe uh, Joe Douglas, Joe Judge, went to Jones and said, you have eight more guaranteed games. Go show us what you can do.
1: And he played average. And he, pla- he played. You're acting he like he went out and like lit no, the league on fire. No,
0: he didn't. Definitely didn't. He got hurt, but he didn't turn the ball over. He wasn't losing them games. He wasn't the reason why they were winning, because and they didn't really do a lot of winning in the end of, at the end of the season. But they he wasn't the reason why they were losing those games. But
1: how can he? How can he be the guy if he's he turned into a game manager and he literally regressed? His numbers last no, year his were num- much worse. His than numbers they were regressed,
0: in- but his weapons were worse too. You can't. Okay. Hear well, me how out
1: did here. His weapons change. Hear, do they hear me out here.
0: Darius Slayton was a I forget what round, a late round pick, middle round pick, and 2019 was his first year. Teams weren't worried about him. He started to play really well and that became a weapon. Last season, they said, "Okay, we need to we need to shut this guy down. We need to pay more attention to him." And that's exactly what they did. Slayton was nothing. Slayton was acting like their number one or two receiver, when in reality, he's a deep threat, like a two or or at best a two or maybe a three. Mm -hmm. He was acting as their one. Sterling Shepard in the slot. Yeah, he's a nice slot receiver. He's good. Don't make him out to be this great player that also has massive injury questions. Yeah. Okay? And then last season with no Saquon, the main focus of the defenses was Evan Ingram.
1: Okay, Evan yeah. Ingram was I, nice I, I target. target. I think this whole Snow Saquon thing is like really overrated. Like I don't Like And I think he's overrated. He he's he's not a weapon for like he's a running back. He's not gonna you oh, know so save the running his back's life. not a weapon. No, he's, for a, the he's a weapon for the offense. He can get the running game going and everything, but he's not gonna like make or break Daniel Jones and oh all of a sudden Daniel, like no. like Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. Where no. you're like, oh, he's got this number one. Like it's Saquon. He's gonna catch. Well, he'll catch some screen passes to take it, turn it into a twenty yard gain, or he'll catch a little angle route, go five yards. Maybe he'll once in a while want to run a wheel route. And who even knows if Daniel Jones can hit him on the wheel route? Because he's not an accurate quarterback. Like that's what I don't understand. Like, yeah, sure, he doesn't. His weapons aren't as great as they they usually uh, as they should be. Um, in thirteen but,
0: games, Saquon had fifty two catches. But he's not. So, you
1: know. He's not an accurate quarterback. Like I don't understand. What do you see from this guy where you're like, oh, all right, get him some more weapons, and the, he's gonna he's gonna take off. He showed you in
0: 2019. Besides for the turnovers, you saw he can be accurate. He completed he his completion percentage went up. For, it was 61 percent in his first year, which isn't terrible, especially for a first year quarterback. Went up to I think 62 and a half last season. I got to check that number right
1: here. It was but, 62 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Like th- like. His completion percentage went up, but his um, touchdowns went down. His touchdowns went down. He threw ten picks, which he only played fourteen All right, yeah, his picks went down a little bit, ten to twelve. It's same crap. He's throwing double digit picks a year. I, I don't. I don't get like. Like Jameis Winston was a guy who could you know let it rip and throw it, but he's also going to throw. He threw thirty picks in a season. Like but Daniel not,
0: Jones does. Daniel Jones hasn't showed you like oh he's going to throw thirty picks a
1: year. Like that's not the no, type he's of he's not. But he's not going to throw five thousand yards like Jameis Winston can. Uh, no,
0: and I I agree with that. He's not. But I think when you when you look at it, he could be a guy like Ga- Baker Mayfield to me was kind of a game manager. You would say this season, yeah. But I mean, is like again, he wasn't winning them games, but he was losing them games. Baker he wasn't Mayfield. losing them games either. I'm looking at Josh Allen's numbers right now, okay? Josh Allen completed fifty eight percent of his passes in twenty nineteen, which was his second year. He had what is it? Twenty touchdowns and nine picks.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay? It's a lot better than what Daniel Jones just did.
0: In his second, that, in second that season. That was his second year. He literally year. regressed
1: yes. uh, Daniel Jones.
0: Yes, that was his second year. But he wasn't lighting the world on no. fire. But what was but he you showing you? you saw some flashes out of Josh percent completion percentage no, he, is he showing he, you something? You saw, you
1: saw his raw ability, and you saw that he had some nice stats. Like he was very good in the red zone at scoring, and he protected the football. His turnovers went down. He's, more, he's a better athlete than Daniel Jones is. He's a better quarterback prospect than Daniel Jones is. Same thing with Baker Mayfield. He's the number one pick. Daniel Jones, nobody even heard of this guy until, like, the offseason, basically, when it was coming up to the combine and draft prep. And they were like, oh, this guy might be, like, a late, mid-round, mid-first-round pick. And the Giants picked him at six, which was – I'm not going to rip that apart because, like we said, if you have your guy, you got your guy. But the Giants screwed this up from day one. You agree with this. They shouldn't have drafted Saquon. No, they shouldn't have. They should, should have gone. I, I think Sam Darnold, who knows what he would have been in, New in have been with the different. Giants. He might have been better. Just like how I think if Sam Darnold was a Buffalo Bill and Josh Allen was a Jet, they Josh Allen wouldn't be in the MVP conversation, and Sam Darnold wouldn't be the worst starting quarterback in the league.
0: Completely agree with you.
1: Um, Who knows if Sam Darnold would be in the MVP conversation with the Bills because each guy is different. Um, But it all comes down to coaching and how you can develop your players. But like I like I said, what the hell do you see out of this guy where you're like, oh okay, he's he's that year away. He's gonna cement himself as the guy. Like he's he's eight and eighteen in his career. Half the wins are against the the football team. Oh yeah, bro. right. Sorry, divi- that's the division champ.
0: We beat yeah, them all the okay, time. Division
1: champ. Same thing. a good good point. Going to Daniel Jones and the Giants as a whole. The guy's got eight wins and he plays in the worst division in football all you Giants fans that think you're so good and you're gonna go uh twelve and five next year. I've literally seen people say that.
0: I don't think they're going twelve I five. I, just, I do think they're going like ten and seven. But this is one still, of the things I want to add to this. First of all, he's a great he's a good athlete.
1: Right? Like he, yeah. he's a good
0: athlete. He can run, he can But move. so
1: are so many no, uh, like everybody's uh, This isn't a good athlete my now.
0: reasoning. This isn't my main reason why he's going to be a good quarterback. I'm just saying he's he's a very athletic guy. His yeah. I know you you don't like this, but his passer rating when he throws down the field is, mu- like okay. it's it's much above. I'm
1: glad you brought that point up because his passer rating when he throws anywhere from I have this chart on right now anywhere from behind the line of scrimmage to twenty yards down the field he is either so there's nine quadrants on the field out of that little so you got you know short left. Yeah, I know. I know he's exactly left, mid left. So you got nine quadrants, five of those quadrants he's below average, and four of those he's within the average. Right? He's got a, he's got a forty eight point four passer rating, medium left side of the field when he throws there. The average for the league is eighty five point five, so he literally can't throw to that section of the field. He's like atrocious. Same thing, right in front of him, middle, short, middle. He's got a seventy-two passer, like
0: his offensive line though has not. Okay, we, we talked to... about
1: Darnold, right? We talked about Darnold. Oh, said, I, I'm glad so, you brought that up. Why can we say it's enough with this now? He's, you know, you got to be able to, you know, succeed even in a bad situation. Throw a little, you know, bit of hope through all the crap that he's in. Why, why are we, oh, Daniel Jones... But I heard excuses.
0: for three years, for three years about Sam Darnold, about how you got to give him time. You got to give him yeah. time. Jeff fans defending him. He's the guy. He's the guy. And you know what? He was in such a terrible situation, okay. it just didn't work out. Is it fair that he's gone? Some some would say it's not fair, but at the same time, it is time to okay. move on. Whose
1: who's situation was worse? It's Donald's. Yeah, Donald's was worse. 100%. Who was the better quarterback prospect? Donald. So, Donald, the but that Daniel means Jones, the Daniel Jones, it doesn't mean nothing. Because the he Daniel, was picked ahead of him? The, no, means- it, he was a great, he was, to all scouts in the league, a better football player than Daniel Jones was. You, what was I just about to say about Daniel Jones? You can't have, like, I don't know, the, the guy, like I said, he doesn't show you anything. Darnold was How at could least the How the you say pick, that? The pick, Darnold didn't show me anything either. The pick, no, no, that's not true. In his rookie year, Darnold has, when he came back from injury, he was one of the best top five quarterbacks in the league the last five games of the season. And that was his rookie year. Like, that wasn't like just some random spurt where you're like, oh, this guy sucked his whole career, and now he just had like a little, a nice stretch. Like, Darnold has shown some potential at some points. Daniel Jones, the pick has been scrutinized since day one. And he has done absolutely nothing besides his rookie debut and maybe little glimpses of his rookie season where he had some nice games. He had that four-touchdown game in his debut, like I said. He had the four-touchdown game against Detroit. Yeah, he also, he went to Washington he, he and he also had touchdowns. his three interception games and his three fumble games. And the guy literally regressed last year with, with a better coaching staff than he had when he was a rookie. So, like I said, I don't what know. to you makes you say, Oh, this have you even answered that yet? What makes it what makes you say this guy is going to take that leap next year? I'm not saying you think he's going to be in the MVP conversation, but you said he's going to be the guy after next year
0: number 1. They finally added a number 1 true number 1 receiver. Okay. Okay. It is his second year. I mean, he listen, his first year was a whole another coaching staff, his second year was a, a, a different one. So, you know, that that's
1: something, right? This is what I'll say to you about Kenny Galladay. He's a great receiver, right? Kenny Galladay... We're not comparing Kenny no, Galladay. He's I'm not comparing receiver. Kenny Galladay. Did, okay, he's a... Let me make my point. I'm not comparing Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is a type of receiver where he's not going to be wide open because he's not. he doesn't have that full route tree, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams thing about him where he can get open. He's a fantastic route runner. He is a big body, throw-me-open Let me go up and get it. I'll burn you down the field type of guy. Matt Stafford is one of the best deep throwers in the league. He's a great quarterback, right? He made Kenny Galladay look very good. And I'm not saying it's all on Matt Stafford. Kenny Galladay, we see, is a great player. He has the intangibles and everything. I think that that might be a a struggling point next year. Where Daniel Jones can't throw him open and hit him 45 yards downfield. And, you know, trust him in the red zone. Put it in the right spot. Go up and get it. Because he's not... He's not a very accurate quarterback. Did you see the
0: chart you just had? A, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah. How many, like, okay. how many times did he throw down the field, though, Daniel Jones? I, pull Maybe, the numbers how, up. That, that, that chart where, numbers where he's up. well above average in deep throws, how do we know that he threw, like, seven balls, deep, uh, you know? He's
0: plus. an above-average, deep ball And this guy. is also
1: misleading because it says 20-plus yards down the field, and it just keeps going. It doesn't say 40, you know, like, really deep passes and hit you down the sideline, Type throws.
0: So, so I
1: just asked you to not compare Kenny Galladay to other receivers, but you did that. I didn't. I just. So, used, I wasn't comparing him. I was just saying he's not a good route runner. He's not a good route runner.
0: He's not, oh, listen, not we'll a good s- route Listen, we'll see. It's just the thing with Kenny Galladay also is, listen, obviously he's going to help him, but he's going to help the other guys in this offense. There's not going to be an immense amount of pressure on Sterling Shepard. There's not going to be an immense amount of pressure on Darius Slayton. There's not going to be that pressure on Evan Ingram anymore to be the number one guy. Maybe he'll catch some passes when he's wide open. And You're Kyle asking Rudolph, for like a
1: perfect scenario. Right and now. Kyle Rudolph, that's not a perfect scenario. You're asking for a perfect scenario. How is that everybody's going to be scenario? so much better because Kenny Galladay's there? Everybody's just going to take this big step because he takes the pressure off everybody. And Daniel Jones. It's, is... Kenny Dominic is going to
0: be the main focus of the defense. Him and Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So you know what? Slayton's going to have one-on-one, and Sterling Shepard's going to have one-on-one because you can't double oh, everybody. Yeah, like,
1: like there are these fantastic receivers that are going to beat you on one-on-ones all the time. You're, you're
0: what impossible have, to argue
1: with. What do you mean they're going to have one-on-ones like they, they're getting double teamed? Like Who the yeah. hell? Is, who, is double, they were. who is double teaming Darius Slayton? Please tell me.
0: When he's the number one option on the team. Because
1: defensive coordinators, before the game, when they're, okay, guys, we got the Giants this week. Oh, let's watch out for 86, Darius Slayton. Hey, Jalen Ramsey, we're going to have you and and John Johnson are going to double-team Darius Slayton this week. Like, give me a break. It's Darius Slayton. He's not getting double-teamed. You know what they do? But They send pressure because Daniel Jones cannot.
0: And now they can't do that because they have too many people to worry about. Okay, well then they're just... going to have to worry about Saquon Barkley. They're going to have to worry about Kenny Galladay. They're going to have to worry
1: about the combination of Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph. How do you know? How do you know this will help Daniel Jones? Because we saw it helped Josh Allen when he got a number one receiver. But also it works. It works the other way. DeAndre Hopkins left Deshaun Watson, and all of a sudden Deshaun Watson just had the best year of his career because he wasn't force feeding it. To DeAndre Hopkins all the time. He was trusting his weapons more, scanning the field more. How do you know now Daniel Jones isn't just going to have his eyes locked on Kenny I'm Galladay? Not, I don't
0: think that's going to be the case. I understand your point. I don't think that's going to be the case. For the reason you just said, he isn't the greatest route runner. He's not a route runner like Diggs or Adams. You're right about that. But these guys will be open. He'll hit them. They'll be open. Also, again, I know you don't think Saquon Barkley is going to help him as, you know, as much as I do I think it's going to help because they're going to have to the defenses are going to have to focus in a little bit more now on Saquon Barkley the running game is going to have to I mean it was better last season so I can only imagine adding Saquon I don't think it's going to be exponentially better but I think it'll be better the run game so I just it it makes sense that this would be the year and listen if it's not the year obviously he's done it's his third year they'll have to look for another quarterback but he's He's shown you flashes He's shown you flashes in his first year it, but i understand the turnovers he shows you that he can throw the ball he's an athletic guy and the second year he cut down on the turnovers a little bit he's obviously still has to work on them but if he can but if he can he combine
1: on, those two he cut down on turnovers but he cut down on the touchdowns if he can, maybe he's trying right. again you know uh, let me game manager type. Let me just protect the ball now and I can't, you know, let it rip and throw downfield like I I want to. Right, but if he can combine those two seasons there. I just think you and Dave Gettleman and everybody is are in denial that this guy, I mean, I'm not saying you need to honestly, if I were them, I would just start I would have looked for a quarterback this offseason, but I I know they weren't going to do that. Um
0: who who would have you gotten?
1: I don't know. I maybe would have tried to trade for somebody and like move up in the draft. Or I I just think this is retroactively. If you go back, like I said, this was a terrible decision for the Giants to take Saquon that that year and then just settle for Daniel Jones in 2019. They drafted him. See,
0: I don't think they settled for Jones because I don't think they the Giants were so lost thinking that Eli Manning was still the guy. They were so lost that I think they actually really for you know whatever reason they loved Jones, and they took him there. I don't think they settled for Jones.
1: Like I said, Dave Gettleman has his job on the line right now, and I think he's just he got Kenny Galladay, he got all these guys because he's praying, hey, maybe this will help, and maybe Daniel Jones will finally make me look smart and not like an idiot for taking this guy six overall when he was not worthy of the six overall.
0: I think we're reading, I, I understand why he would want to help his guy, but at the same time, it's, you know, it was a need. So, I, I
1: understand making no, himself look I'm good. Not, like, I'm obviously, not, it was a need. I'm not saying he shouldn't have gotten Galladay. I understand why he did it, but I'm explaining why he did it.
0: Yeah, but I, I think we're reading, I yeah. You're saying he did it just because he wants to make himself look good. Yeah, and I'm he, saying this is his they needed right a receiver. This they needed they needed yeah. a number one receiver. Yeah, they did. So let's get to our save it or hate it for the week. So it's going to be football related. So I'll I'll go first. You go yeah, first? There you go. So there's a new proposed rule. I, I feel like it gets proposed every year. So instead of an onside kick, you try and convert a fourth and fifteen from your own twenty five yard line. If you don't get that fourth and fifteen, the defense gets the ball. Yeah. Where? What do you think? Hated. It. It Ab- absolutely
1: right? hate it. Um, the thing I don't get is it, it, that rule to me is like a pity for the for the teams that are losing, and they want it to be like, oh, we feel bad. Like, you're after you score, right? You're entitled to get the ball. That's what kickoffs are for, right? And that's why the onside kick. I think it's perfect. It's such a low percentage, but it's a like hey, we really need this ball back. Let's just, you know, do a Hail Mary type thing. Let's hope we get this onside kick and we can keep the ball and and tie the game or win the game or whatever. I don't understand. Fourth and 15s, I'm sure, are converted way more than um, onside kicks are. I mean, it's obvious it's still less than 50% of the time. But I don't know what onside kicks were converted at. I think it's like around 10%. Yeah,
0: it's very, very low. But
1: I also think it... Why would you for a play like the kickoff after you score and everything that incorporates special teams why would you say oh no screw that let's just do put a team's offensive defense on the field like you're also just taking the special teams aspect out of it um but yeah no i i hate that i don't i, don't, I think it's like a like a pity thing like i said for the teams that are losing and oh let's make it more interesting and blah blah, blah and I don't, I don't i what do you think
0: no i i completely agree with you you're you're making it. You're making it easier for the losing team. Yeah. When in reality, you're 100 percent right. You let you know you you scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to get the ball back. So why make it easier for that team to try and get the ball back? Right. And I mean, when you have guys like Pat Holmes and Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, fourth and fifteens aren't yeah. crazy to those guys. Yeah. You know, like a third third and long is not crazy for them to convert. Right. So I agree with you there.
1: Um, it also takes the element of surprise out too yeah you know like you'll be like oh we're going for the onside like if you want to do a surprise onside kick you're not going to do a surprise fourth and 15 <laughs> onside kick where you're like oh yeah let's send the offense out there i wonder what they're doing um all right save it or hate it franchise tag uh i hate it mm-hmm.
0: i think it's it's confusing. Like it's yeah. very confusing
1: if you well, because you also have your you got your transition tags. And, yeah, like I would just get rid of all of
0: all yeah. of the tags. A franchise tag, the money's confusing too. If you ask somebody that doesn't follow football, you ask, you say, "What's a franchise tag?" Well, you don't even know yeah. how to explain
1: yeah. it. How do they calculate it again? It so they like
0: take the, the top five top five salaries salaries yeah. of that position. Yeah. So like. You remember Kirk Cousins was making like thirty-five million dollars yeah. a year at one point mm. when the Red uh, the Redskins or the football team yeah. kept tagging him. Same thing with Dak Prescott. So I would get rid of it. Like it's almost like it, it, it kind of it's like arbitration almost. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just but arbitra-
1: but arbitration is negotiable, right? And it's taken to court or whatever. And it's this, in the beginning, and it gets higher each year. You know what I hate about it. First of all, you're literally signing someone like against their will. Like you're just yeah. like, hey, you're staying with us, whether you like it or not. Um, and I know they can hold out and everything, but that's it's still on paper. You're like, okay, you're you're with us now. Um, the thing that I can't stand about it is every single year when I look at the free agents and oh, hey, who are my Jets going to get? What are what are the free agents looking like? I go, oh, okay, I like this past season. Allen Robinson's a free agent, Chris Godwin's a free agent, Kenny Galladay. I'm like, oh, nice. There's some nice receivers. Uh, Monday comes around, new league year. Hey, Aaron, uh, Alan Allen Robinson has been franchise tagged by the Bears. Chris Godwin's been franchise tagged by the Buccaneers, and I'm like, and then you can trade okay, these guys. Fun, yeah, like, you know, but yeah, you can't trade them, but
0: you can trade them when they're on the like that on that tag. And also, what Leonard Williams remember the Giants franchise tagged him? yeah, and that whole it was 19 million dollars, I think, and that was going against the cap. Yeah. and they eventually it was like a placeholder so yeah. that he couldn't hit free agency mm-hmm. and then the Giants signed him for whatever and right. they lowered the they need to fix all that they the don't. way they manipulate the cap it's, I think it's a lot terrible.
1: of a lot of the sports have problems with contracts I think football has the biggest problem especially yeah. this whole new thing now which with everybody is in cap hell and all of a sudden they just restructure every single contract and they give fake deals like Taysom Hill signed like a 40 million dollar a year deal but everything's like deferrable and voided or whatever avoidable contracts is what they call it. I think they have a lot of problems with
0: I just wonder what hap- what's going to happen when these contracts are actually up whenever it is. Yeah. Like that's going to we'll, be we'll see what happens. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed um, again in the description we'll have our email if you want to contact us, let us know what's going on. We love the feedback. And we will see you guys next week. Anything to say?
1: No, I'm good. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how our Mets and Yankees play this week. Hopefully, uh, it's a little better.
0: Here we go. We will see you next week.